Have you guys seen Barbie? Have no. you guys seen the new Barbie movie? No, I've, I haven't uh, I haven't. I've heard good things, and I want to see Oppenheimer, too, for that matter. But I, I, are you willing to do the bar, the Barbenheimer? Barbieheimer. What is that like where you go, you buy tickets back to for back. one and go see both? Or you will, I mean, that would be theft. You're supposed to buy both tickets. <laughs> well, that's my point. Are you the kind of person who would go to one movie and, and go back to back because you want to get the corporations, they make enough money as is, you deserve to see two movies, or do you let them know we'll be here for the next seven hours we're yeah gonna, no uh, i i think the move i mean whatever if you want to if you want to buy the one and then creep into the second one that's fine i'm not gonna is it oppenheimer is it oppenheimer a three hour movie yes but that's what i'm saying it's more about the feet it's more about saying like i did barbieheimer i i saw both in one in one trip oh, i went okay. back to back and you you mm-hmm. have to start with barbie first you can't go from nuclear annihilation to barbie you have to go from so you, good so you to just bad do it to say, so you just do it to say you did it kind of like looting walmart yeah i did it i was there for it look that's me i right don't there. think it's quite the same the stealing the second uh, <laughs> uh movie is maybe more like looting walmart but oh, I, okay. to me it's more about like ooh, i did you know i went to the movies for five straight hours i saw them both it was a whole event and how did it how did it uh, you know shape how you viewed both movies i don't know if i'd have it in me man that's a long no, time. No, 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 that's too long. That's a dark room. Yeah. That I is a long I time. I prefer TV, you know, streaming as is, because I really don't, I don't have the patience to sit down for a movie. But uh, I haven't seen Barbie, probably not going to see it. Allie, Allie's going to go see it, I think, with my mom and sister. I don't know if, if she's going to wear the whole pink. All pink, all you got to wear all pink if you go to yeah. see Barbie. But I do, but I do want to see Oppenheimer. Uh, I, I've heard mixed reviews about, about Oppenheimer, mostly good, but I've heard some bad ones from people who I respect their opinion. So it has me intrigued. It actually has me wanting to see it more because now I don't know what to expect if it's something I'll like or if I won't like. Well, if you watch it, you'll have to bring a review to the show. That's not a bad idea. I mean, look, yeah. we're, 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 we're hitting the, the prime spot in college football. It's August, dudes. We oh, were, let's go. Oh, yeah, buddy. Game zero is in just a few weeks. We're back in the swing of college football. It feels so good, and I can't tell you how happy I am that – we're just a few weeks away from actually being able to, to bet on games, spend all Saturday watching games. Like this is the this is the best time of life, in my opinion. Do you know why it's also the best time? Okay, we got football around the corner, obviously. Sure. The the, the weather's going to cool down in the next like month, month and a half. Like hope, like well, actually next month and maybe a little hot. But by the time football's here, the weather starts to cool down a little bit. Enough with this goddamn heat. Where I'm walking around like I just got out of a pool, and then you go inside to somewhere, and the AC's cranked up to 65, so you're freezing now, and you got to go back outside in the heat, in and out, in and out, in and out. I can't wait for some some chilly, brisk weather. You put a little jacket on, everything's normal. I can't wait for that too. So what let's do you go keep football the, season. Uh, what do you keep the thermostat at in your house well, during so the my summer? Ha- my house is weird. My house is very strange. The way it heats, it's not. It's not the best, it, most efficient system. But we keep it at seventy three. I'm a seventy two, my friend. That's fair. Seventy three. Let, let me say this. I actually looked this up on Google. This is this is a real thing. This is not me being you know my 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 crazy self. This is a real thing. Seventy three in the summer feels a lot cooler than seventy three in the winter feels a lot warmer. Right. So hmm. and it's because your body's doing different work. But have you ever noticed that? Like you keep it at 73 and you walk in the door in the, in the summer and it's like chilly. It's like a little cool. It's like brisk. You feel that cool breeze. But it's 73 in the winter and you walk in and it's warm and it's comforting. So it's just the same 73 different times of the year. This is what the whole offseason was. I was talking like Neil deGrasse Tyson for the whole offseason. I'm so glad we're back college, to football. 
College football is also warm and comforting, so I agree with you. Yes, we're on the is. same. I mean, look, yes, it is. we're we're breaking. Well, we're more, man. <laughs> we're fully remote for this show. We're gonna be back in the yeah, studio next sucks. week, but but this week we're breaking down the Big Twelve. Uh, we have a, actually a lot of college football news that we have to cover because a lot's happened since the last time we were in the studio, we, we dudes. News. We got news. Uh, the Buffaloes, the Colorado Buffaloes, are to the Big Twelve. Let's go. We love that. Go. I think I it's a really it's a smart move. So Ryan's on his cell phone. I want to see how this sounds too. Ryan, yeah, what do you think about the Buffs moving? We're Buffs fans. I mean, I think it's a great move. Um, Obviously, you know, they have uh, history. When did they go to the Pac-12? Like 2010? 2012. 12, I thought. Oh, okay. Was it 10? Maybe it was 11. Well, (laughs) (laughs) me in the middle. Let's negotiate here. (laughs) The thing that I am kind of bummed about is Texas and Oklahoma leaving and Nebraska not being in the Big 12 anymore. But that being said, Nebraska may may sneak back in there soon. I mean, I'd be for it. But um, but not only football, you know, basketball, um, you know, CU excels in. Uh, track and field, cross country. I just think it's a yeah, great yeah. Move. Let's take five minutes and talk some track and field for the Buffs. Sure, you that, want that's going to be great. They got they got some serious hundred meter talent this year. But let's that's, be honest, that's Ryan, a fact. The, the best thing is as two Buffs fans who've been going to games for you know pretty much our whole lives. Um, the best thing is the money. That's sweet. What did I say in South Park? Sweet, sweet money, right? Oh, yeah. Now they can yeah. pay all these high-level recruits and, and compete sure. with the A&Ms of the world and the Bamas of the world. Now, look, it's not going to be the same because the SEC is king in terms of the television dollars, and the Big Ten Network is right behind. It's uh, you know What's been reported lately is all these TV networks, they jumped on the NFL Big Ten, SEC. That's like where all the money went, and it's being sprinkled now around the rest. Now, the Big 12 got a huge portion of that. That's why the Buffs, it was huge and and important for them to make this move. And the 14th team, there's going to be one more team. This makes 13 for next year, the Buffs. That 14th team is going to be very important. Let's all do right now. Let's do a – today's going to be a day drafting. It's going to be fun. We're going to do a different approach to to the breakdown for the Big 12. But let's do a quick pick who we think the 14th team will be in the Big 12, uh, can I go first, or do you, do you guys know? Because I actually haven't given a lot of thought to this, so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, go like, ahead. I, Take I, it I, first. Okay. I'm going to say Utah. I say Utah gets in. They're a big program. They extend. Now, here's the one reason why you could say no. BYU's in already. And what the Big 12 is trying to do is extend markets, and that wouldn't extend a whole bunch letting Utah sure. in. But it's a big program. I think that they would belong in, in – uh, I think it would make sense in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of a lot of different athletics, and I don't know. I'm picking Utah. What do you What do you think, Will? I mean, I think the obvious pick is Arizona because that's what everyone is throwing out there. I think Utah maybe fits fits the feel of the Big Twelve better. However, if you're talking about expanding markets, yeah, getting to like Phoenix, Tucson, like uh, that's a big deal for the Big Twelve. And I don't. And it's big for basketball. Arizona is a huge basketball school. You know, they're looking at it right, right, for right. more than just a football standpoint. And I think that. Arizona is a team that, you know, is going to have some some de- there I don't think that program is going to all of a sudden turn into a powerhouse. They're going okay, to continue on, to be on. what they were. Can, can we take 45 seconds and talk Arizona Wildcats football and ASU football frankly, okay? Sure. You know how many good play- Arizona high school football is elite. I mean, there right. is a lot of good talent in Arizona football and they go mostly Everywhere but Arizona schools. Exactly. So if you get the right coach in there to keep those kids there, 
it's like it's like we say with UCF, right? In in the Big Twelve, could they be the team to attract the local talent and emerge suddenly as a powerhouse? That, in my opinion, could be Arizona, Arizona State, for that very reason. They just got to keep the best players there, which they have not been successful doing lately. But I think that no one talks about Arizona. How many times do you hear on ESPN or any of these people say, you know, they always mention Texas, Florida, as they should. Those are the sure. hotbeds, but. Arizona is a is a nice recruiting area where you can win if you keep a lot of people there. So, well, I don't even I think that's the, not talked about enough. The average college football fan probably doesn't even know the name Jed Fish. Like they don't know anything about uh, you know Arizona's head coach. And again, like I think the program's been a ooh, dumpster fire ooh. for a while. And so, the, but I think they're trending in the positive direction. I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think that like Jed Fish is the guy or anything like that. But I think he's got them going in a positive direction in general. And sure. so who knows in a few years that in another couple of years, they could be like a dangerous team in the, in the PAC 12. But again, like, I don't know that they're ever going to be like, to me, their ceiling is like a Texas tech level. If they were to join the big 12, where it's like, they're going to have a year here and there, but they're never going to be like, you know, uh, perennial contenders in my opinion. Okay. That was more than 45 seconds, but uh, I got a, a business <laughs> idea. Jeb's okay. fried fish. Well, it's Jed. Yeah. Yeah. Jed, Jed's fried fish. Jed's fried fish. Jed fish Jed's is fish. fish. Yes. So you got you got your classic <laughs> fish and chips, but you can have a whole bunch of other meals as well. You got you got to have tartar sauce. Yep. You got to have uh, uh, you know what I like a little malt vinegar. I need my malt vinegar with my fish and chips. Nothing like some key. some fresh fish in the middle of the desert. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that's getting blown in. For let's sure. talk some Big Twelve. We got some well, Big no way. We got talk. we got we got more. We got to cover. There, other stuff is happening. Oh, college football. Pat, I'm impatient. I want to talk Big Twelve. Pat Fitzgerald got fired from Northwestern while we were oh, away. God, so dude. like we don't, we're not going to spend a lot of time. But this story is insane because I never thought it would happen. He's such a legend there and. Like I, the hazing reports are terrible, right? But are you going to tell me that he's the only coach that knew? Only the head coach knew? It makes no sense that they fire just him, not any of the assistants. Like, I don't know. There's something there that, that feels off, and I'm not saying he's not to blame here, but it seems like if things were as bad as they're saying, they should be cleaning the whole football staff, not just getting rid of the head coach who more likely knew less than some of the assistants, I would just guess, based off of how assistant coaches' relationships are with the players. You know, they're, they're much more in touch w- with them than the head coach, right? Well, he's the head coach. He's responsible for everybody. Well, agree. The responsibility's on him, but it just seems, what, so none of the assistant coaches are liable? Only he is? It's weird. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's – I haven't looked a whole lot into the story, to be honest. Like, I, ha- I, I haven't followed it that much. I mean, obviously, I know the basics, but it's just I, – I don't spend my – it makes me feel – I don't – I'm not obviously, you know, whatever comes out in the – if there's going to be a – trial or a settlement or anything forward like i'm going to pay attention to that but all these things right now like i'm in go mode for the season i haven't you know I, it's definitely sad what happened and i hope whoever whatever happened as bad as it was gets some kind of justice but it sounds there were really some funny parts up. to it too there was a funny part <laughs> a funny association with shrek it was like he was like the sig- the the symbol for like getting run which meant like you're gonna get hazed and like so like all the players yeah, would be so... would be texting freshmen like a picture of Shrek and that was like a warning of like you're next. <laughs> but you know most people think about this like the more, most people who I've talked to it's like look it's Northwestern right they don't traditionally compete every year they're a good program right. but it's like why Northwestern Northwestern is a highly academic very prestigious you know school in the Big Ten 
they 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 have a reputation that's uh, that's pretty much been clean for a while, and it's sure. like this happens, and it's a huge black eye on on them and a little bit the conference. But I, I just think that there's more, like you said, Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach. He's been tenured there for 15 years before he got fired. You know, yeah, he's a player there too. Like he's a legend yeah, there. Just it's just weird. Like you feel like they didn't feel like they could compete unless they got that toughness into everybody and tried to right. do it the old fashioned way. And it's just kind of, it's just, I don't like doing that stuff. So yeah. you guys both played football in high school. Were there ever any uh, naked moments where people had to slide across the shower floor as part of hazing? Well, only me, no. <laughs> no, only Ryan. <laughs> I, I learned not to slide across Kyle. That, that was voluntary hazing on Ryan's part. All right. So, so beyond Northwestern, uh, obviously Tyler, we have to talk about Dan Lanning talking some shit at PAC 12 media days about Look, Colorado. Land, Danny leaving. can shut his fucking mouth. I don't care what he has to say about the buffs. I mean, look, uh, it, it is was he, so goddamn disrespectful, but it was so true, and it just hurt to say. It's true, it just but, hurt to hear, I mean. but here's the stupid hear. thing. It's definitely, it's de- he, de- he definitely isn't wrong, but it's like, hey, man, no one took a shot at you from Colorado, and yeah. what the fuck I have know, you right? done? So, what have, what have you so done so in Oregon, unprovoked. Dan Lanning? He's been, was, he's been yeah. riding coattails his entire career. Yeah, exactly. It was so unprovoked. I thought it was bullshit. Did you hear what he said, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just Some like, nonsense. hey man, like you don't get to talk shit when you have like when you inherited an insanely talented roster and have done absolutely fucking nothing with it in your first year. And let's see. And you know what's funny? Right before I read that story, I was like, I might end up being like an Oregon guy this year and being kind of hype on them. <laughs> and then I was like, now I want to root against them. It's fucked up. Yeah, I can't wait to talk some Pac-12 with you. See where you sit on Bo Nix this year. But uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Will let's Bo Nix? Uh, how you about any the, more news? Uh, just yeah, uh, this is the last one. So just today, the so obviously a huge reason why CU left is apparently what happened is the Pac-12 commissioner George Klyatkov, or however the fuck you say his name, he was like saying, "I'm going to show you guys the proposed media deal," and then they didn't, and CU was like, "We're out of here," right? That was apparently uh-huh. something that factored into the process is that like they were waiting to see this TV deal, and and the Pac-12 kept delaying it, right? Just today, a story comes out about how. This proposed Pac-12 deal, what's sounding like the leading uh, deal for them is to go with Apple TV and a subscription service. And I got to tell you, this is so fucking bad. Um, Here's a a direct quote from it. It says, yeah, people uh, are going to pay to watch Cal Oregon State. It's so dumb. It's so (laughs) dumb. If they think they're going to capture any of the regular college football market, maybe their whole goal is to say we're going after an entirely different market than what the rest of the college football world is successful on by going after getting uh, Apple TV, right? But here's a quote. It says, according to sources, the first year of what's expected to be a relatively short-term contract with Apple would start in 24-25 and begin relatively low, but the deal would incrementally improve potentially mm. uh, be, and, and potentially be competitive with its peers in the Pac-12, provided oh. certain subscription numbers are met. So again, like they only make the money if enough people join Apple TV to watch the Pac-12. And I got to tell you, I won't be one of those fucking people. Well, look, Will, I mean, I don't know why you're so negative. USC is only leaving. UCLA is only leaving. <laughs> the Buffs are only leaving with Deion Sanders. Why are you so... I mean, you know, they got Stanford still. It's they so got, bad, they, Will, they have Arizona State still, Will. Okay, come on. We don't even what, have to what, rag what, on them. This can just be anti-Pac-12. 
for a sinking conference. Let's make it harder for people to watch. Everything. It's so dumb, man. Like every hey, Ryan, time, whatever you did before, you sounded a lot better. You sounded a lot better from before. You sound like you're in a trash can again. Better. There we oh, go. That's so He's much back, better. Folks. So, what'd you just say? I said, what? What a better business model for a struggling conference than to make it harder for people to watch. Exactly. But here's the thing. Here's the thing we all need to realize. In Ryan, when Ryan talks about business model, like. This is legitimate because the TV dollars, this is a real thing. People think that because everyone's streaming and it's all Hulu and Netflix that there's no more money in TV. That is bullshit for live sports. There's a lot of money in live sports. for. That's where all the money is going. There's a huge piece of, of, of dollars that go to live sports. And obviously college football gets like the most eyes besides the NFL. So they, people honestly, these advertisers don't really care Who's watching? You know, they don't care that it's football. If it were, you know what, the, what like the beanbag competitions, what is that called? Like the hacky sack beanbag? Cornhole. If, if, if this many people watch cornhole, that's where all the dollars would go. So it's just right. like the money follows the eyeballs. It does. It's not biased to what the sport is. It just happens to be the sport we love. But the, the, the idea of the Pac-12 now saying the Apple Plus is a, a beneficial system is bullshit. There's no money in it. There's no money. To well, even give if there is in streaming, even if Apple TV is willing to give them a deal that will pay them as much as what the Big Twelve is going to get with TV, that is not going to help them build uh, the Pac-12 from the standpoint of college football. Because that's like that's what I'm saying. Like it's almost like they're going the opposite direction, saying we're going to capture an entirely different demographic. Because the average college football fan is not getting Apple TV; they're watching what's on ESPN, Fox, CBS. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's what people that's what they do to watch college football. So I just don't get it, and it's just more of a sign of why the Pac-12 is sinking and why teams are leaving. It's because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. To me, this is crazy. Okay, you know what I'll compare it to? I just looked up failed ice cream snacks, okay? You guys remember the ice cream truck? You remember when you were a kid, the ice cream truck came by, and it played the music, and you were all excited? Okay, so there were two popular items in the 90s when we were growing up. The Panda and the Choco Taco, okay? Guess what happened over the next 20 years? The Panda tried to do... Old school things. It went the other way. It tried to <laughs> dig in who it was. The panda doesn't even exist anymore. No one knows what the hell the panda ice cream is. The Choco Taco is still one of the best sellers for every ice cream truck. As a matter of fact, it's like a uh, if you find a Choco Taco, the way I treat it is that's like a, a piece of truffle. That is such a nice little. I never it's, got it's the a, Choco Taco not one well, time. Did you let know me that? tell you, next time you have a chance to get a Choco Taco, you indulge, my friend. You, you know what really I always got it. from the ice cream truck? I got the, uh, the, no, I got the, the um, Super Mario pop that has like a gumball mm. for his nose. Oh, oh that's a crap, good, that's man. a good call. You're right. That, that's no, a good it, call. it usually was disappointing, I won't lie, but uh-uh, it see? looked cool, so I bought it. But you get the gumball at the end. Exactly, and, and now it's one. probably like a SpongeBob. It's not even super. No, kids don't even know who Mario is anymore. I haven't been around an ice cream truck in a while. It's the big anti-Italian movement in America, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, that's all. I now we can jump to the Big Twelve Tower, which I know. Look, yes. I, we're all excited about yes. it. I know you're excited. Now the way we're gonna do this, uh, we're doing this a little differently than what we have in past years. Instead of well, just here's like, why. Here's why, Will. It's because there's obviously a lot of college football content out there. You listen to these college football preview shows for the conferences. Sure. They all sound like like carbon copies of one another. You ever drive through one of these new suburban neighborhoods and every house 
you get lost. They all look the exact same. That's like these preview shows for college football. So we are going to take a bit of a, a different approach. Agreed. And I, I just want to go on the record, too. Tyler's house is the most unique thing I've ever seen in my life. It looks <laughs> it's wild. If you saw it down the street, you'd know it immediately. You you will you will uh, get lost in my neighborhood. You know how many delivery drivers <laughs> get lost trying to find me in my neighborhood? Everything looks the same. <laughs> Everything looks the exact same. But your exactly. point's right. Like that you have that you know it. That's why you said it. I know it. That's I why was I, was just I like the you. burbs. Look, Will, I like the burbs. Let me let I me say this do. real quick before we get to the Big Twelve. Allie and I went uh, downtown last weekend. You know what we were saying? It's like going on What's vacation up with to all a these different homeless country. people. Dude, you, you, dude. Okay, the guy shitting in the street was a little shocking. I'm sorry. If you're going to mock that, yeah, Will. And see how normalized you are to it? You, It's such a thing to where you now mock me mocking a homeless no, guy no, shitting no. in the street. I was not, that where, was not a mock at you. I was, I was actually agreeing with you. you. That's what you, everyone and, and, and says and when right. they go downtown. And, but, dude, it's like going to a different country, and then oh, there's yeah. everything. Everything's different. Ryan. And I, yeah. and I think you can bag me up here. And then Will says, the bad part about living in the suburbs is there's too many Outback Steakhouses. I mean, come on now. What are we talking about? It's like, we can both be uh, right here, okay? First can, of all, there is can, too many Outback. I can get a better espresso down here, but you're right. You run much, rest, much less of a risk of seeing a person shitting on the street where you live. And so it's I the think would you rather. It's the it's would trade-offs. you rather. Yeah, yeah it is. It is a lot of trade-offs. By the way, I have a would you rather today, and I'll, I'll, a little tease for when we get to uh, TCU. It's a Sonny Dykes would you rather mm. with six other Big Twelve coaches. Okay, so love that. Go. Well, it's still, but we are the uh, again to get back. We're doing this a little differently. So what we're going to do is we're going to have we already created a draft order, and we're going to draft teams in the Big Twelve that we think we each get a pick for a team that we think is going to win the Big Twelve. And a team that we think is going to finish dead last, right? Yes, yes. So here's how it works. There's going to be six total draft picks. One, two, three, three, two, one. It's a snake draft, like always. We're going to first go teams to win the conference. Yep. So we're drafting. And by the way, we're going to do this for every power conference. So at the end of the year, we each get a point, And the winner, we'll figure out what, it, what it's for. Maybe we'll put some dollars in. Maybe we'll do some lunch. Maybe we'll do something. But uh, the winner is going to get something nice. But you get a point. For every winner or loser, you predict correctly. Today's order goes like this, and this was done randomly before the show. Ryan, you have the number one overall pick uh, for the winner of the conference. So Ryan goes first overall. Will goes second overall. I will go last for the winner. Reverse for the loser of the conference. I will go first. Will will go second. Ryan will go third for the loser of the Big 12. So we're drafting today, and as we draft, we're going to talk about the teams. That's kind of how we're doing it, right? A fun, different way. We're going to break the teams down, talk about them, and uh, do it that way. So, Perfect. Okay, so uh, Smitty with the very first pick. Dun, 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 ba, 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 ba. How did I do? Was that a solid NFL draft no, music? No, it wasn't. But, Ryan, you can pick anyway. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Texas. Oh. All right, I, Texas. I so it. they're the favorite in Vegas right now. Uh, they are pro- the overwhelming favorite. Um, Ryan, I'm going to break down Texas in a few different ways. Stop me when you either agree or disagree and you want to kind of comment on, on a few things. But overwhelmingly, I think Texas, like, I'm not buying in yet myself. Now, I would have picked them with the first overall pick because talent-wise, I mean, this, this year in the Big 12, even though the Big 12 will be as competitive, I think, top to bottom as the Big 10, Texas is the clear number one talent team. As a matter of fact, you look at Phil Steele's preseason rankings. Oh, yeah. They're, they're number one in every single category, right? My whole question is, like, leading up to this show, doing the prep for the Big 12, 
I went back on 247 Sports back like year after year, looking yep. at Texas. I, I was amazed. As a matter of fact, I went all the way back to the Vince Young years, like 2008, 7. And remember, we're talking about recruiting here. They were outside the, the, the top 10, uh, what, twice? They were 17th in 2013. No, once. They were 17th in 2013. And by the way, that was after they were second, number two, in 2012. So they were kind of <laughs> working with a little house money there. And by the way, they were second the year before that, too. So Texas has always had an elite, an elite uh, recruiting class. What has oh, it yeah. ever led to? Okay, And then we look at Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian is thought to be the next coach to lead Texas to greatness. Their last year in the Big 12, they want to win it. Here's what he's done in his career. 34-29 at Washington. He goes to USC. That's where he kind of made his, his mark, right? We all think about USC Sark. That's where he can be good. He went 12-6. and six. I mean, he went 7-5 and five in conference. And this was not the heyday. This was 2014-2015 Pac-12. And then so far at Texas, he's 13-12. and 12. So I have a team that historically has gotten elite talent, hasn't done anything, right now has perceived to be an elite coach who hasn't done anything, yet we're all supposed to buy in. Now, again, I would have picked them too, Ryan. I'm not dissing your pick. They're clearly the most sure. you know, talented team in, in the conference. But I have major question marks. And here's my last point with, with Texas and sort of a negative. I know I'm going negative here. I think the Quinn Ewers-Arch Manning thing is a negative because if Quinn Ewers happens to have a bad game or two, I don't think the coaching staff's going to be, uh, you know, rattled. I think they'll be fine. I think the fan base will get to Quinn right. Ewers, and I think this fan base is so rabid and so huge and so impactful, it's going to affect him. And let's not kid ourselves. Quinn Ewers is a number, well, number number one, but first round pick. Like all the scouts say, he's going to go in the first round. This is a elite, elite quarterback, which goes back to Steve Sarkeesian. Maybe that's his Texas Texas kind of knack here for the next however many years mm-hmm. is the recruiting because. I mean, I know they've been good for a while, like we said. But to get Arch Manning after getting Quinn Ewers, I mean, he's now competing with Saban and, and, and Kirby Smart on that level for quarterbacks. So I think those are a lot of negatives for Texas. I don't know, you know, what Will thinks, but Ryan, I, I, I think it's not the best pick, you know, or, or the, the, the best conference to have a, a great number one pick, right? If you have a number one pick, I think the Big 12 is probably the least conference, I, you know, the last conference I, I had that for. Right. But, I do have a case for this year's team before I hand it off real quick. My case for this year's team is, like I said, most talented team in the Big 12. And I think that when you look at the position groups, they've got the number four offensive line. And these are uh, Phil Steele rankings, right? So Phil, some people love Phil Steele. Some people don't like Phil Steele. These are his rankings, though. So I don't want to take credit for this. These are his numbers. Number four offensive line in the country. Number five wide receiver group in the country. Number 10 linebacker group in the country. Number 11 D-backer group. These are national rankings, right? We're not talking Big 12. We're talking national. So right. if Sark could put it together, you know, they should be the best team in the conference. I'm just like, I have a little faith in them because they're Texas. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, like, that, I mean, you nailed it. Like, they're easily the most talented team in the Big 12, like, top, like just from a roster standpoint. But you're right. They they always fuck it up. I mean, isn't it like they're on eight they're on eight straight years? I think of going under their win total, or maybe like a decade now in Vegas. I didn't know that, but it makes it's something sense, like yeah. if you had bet like a hundred dollars on Texas under for like the last like fifteen years, you'd be up like twelve hundred dollars or something like that. And so, <laughs> so it's let's fade them this year. <laughs> but well, look, I mean, I, you're you're so right about Sark. Like we just haven't seen consistency out of him. Is he a great 
offensive game planner. Like, obviously, they always come out in the first quarter for the most part and destroy people with points. But, like, this is the year where it's like if they can just not fuck it up, it, it is theirs for the taking. Like, they have so much on offense. They're huge on both the offensive and defensive line. Like, just give me some relative – Consistency but see, that's on defense. The thing, Will, that's the thing. Is the offensive defensive line for every team in the country, that'll disguise a bad coach. For so sure. Maybe it'll highlight a very good to, you know, coach like like Sark and bring him to the next level. He's never had a, a offensive defensive line like this, where they are right. elite. I mean, they're very, very, very good. They're gonna have the advantage in almost every game this year except Alabama. For sure. Yeah, and again, like I, I would have taken him with the first pick too, but like very begrudgingly, because it's like with Texas, is at a point where it's like exactly. you got to fucking prove it before. Pick, it's not yeah. like I'm. Oh, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know, but like that's yeah. where the Big Twelve is too. That's where we're at. Like we're kind of forced to because who else are we going to take? And I'll give you my pick at number two, and I think it's a great pick at number two. But again, like I, I'd probably pick Texas first. But if I've got the second pick, I'm taking Kansas State. Um, to me, wow. you first of all, motherfucker. Oh raining, my God! You reigning Big Twelve champs. Uh, that that for sure matters. Reigning Big Twelve champs. I have access to this. I'm going to mute you. They I'm are so the pissed. grittiest team in the Big Twelve. I think. I honestly think Chris Kleiman might be the best coach in the Big Twelve. Well, um, uh, yeah, le- legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you know their schedule isn't that bad either. Like you look at their schedule, their non-conference is pretty cakey. They they play at no, Missouri, here, got, but they I should win this. that. Here, I- yeah, I got. Yeah, they, they, they do have to uh, play they, at Texas, and that's tough. They play Kansas on the road, rivalry game. But like otherwise, they avoid Oklahoma. They avoid a lot of the tougher teams. And now this is the first year in the Big Twelve in a while where not every team is going to play each other because now they expand. This is the expansion year for the Big Twelve. So of course, if you don't remember BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF all joining the Big Twelve this year, so you're going to have some teams that normally play each other that won't this year. But like, I love what Kansas State is putting together. They did lose. Some production, right? They lose Taylor Martinez. They lose uh, Deuce Vaughn to the NFL. But like, I to me, I think they're the best coach team in in the conference. And like, they're I think they're like not a lot of people are talking about them. They're a sleeper to maybe like go twelve and zero and make the playoff. That's that's how much I respect that program. Wow. Okay. So, uh, will I if I start repeating what you said? I don't think I will. But let me know because um, you had a lot of good stuff there. If you want to bet them right now, they're five to one. I think this is such a good bet, Will. To win the I conference? A, yeah, I think this is a great pick, Will. I think that you are really on with the with your projection of this team. They're bringing back so much. Will Howard is such a, a big part. I know you mentioned yeah. him, but here's the thing: Kansas State knows what they are, but they know what they're not. There's a lot of teams in college football who don't play that way. And, a lot of coaches who talk that way, and you look at the stats at the end of the year, and it's like, why is Matt Campbell running an offense where they're throwing the most in the Big 12? That shouldn't happen. That's not the right. way he talks in press conferences, but he doesn't show up on the field that way. Kansas State, they don't throw the ball when they don't need to. They set themselves up. Will Howard is going to be a leader. He threw 15 touchdowns, four picks last year when he got in, yep. and... I think it's a good thing what Kansas State does, how they run their offense, how they run their team. Overall, like you said, they're bringing back a lot on offense. That's very important. And people ask, when's the last time we thought Kansas State offense? Kansas State offense, right? Usually they think Kansas State defense, well-coached team. They're going to stay grinding games, be a tough team to beat. This year, everyone's talking about their offense, and I agree. Now, they did lose their two best receivers, but they can fill them, I believe, from what I've heard, right? From what I've heard from, from... 
the the spring game and who they brought in. Like they're going to be fine there. And the over under, um, what's the over under? Isn't it seven and a half? And there's a lot of teams clustered there at seven and a half. I believe it is. Will I can actually look it up. I've got it right here. Yeah, look it up. Second. But um, did you mention their running back replacement specifically? Who's going to replace Deuce Vaughn? No, I didn't. I didn't mention his name. So, well, they got they got that Florida State transfer uh, Treshawn Ward, who played it uh, obviously with mm-hmm. the Noles last year. He started six games. He ran for six hundred twenty-eight yards. He was a good back. He shit like he's. These are the kind of transfers that I think have a big impact on a program that needs that has a need for this, right? So he's going to come in and start. He's going to get the lead the, the most amount of carries. But uh, DJ Giddens is back. And we saw DJ Giddens last year. You know what's funny is Deuce Vaughn had like 290-something carries. DJ Giddens had 89 carries. Like, that's not that much of a – it's not like Deuce is getting five carries to one. Giddens was a big part of this offense last year. He's back this year too. He only had had 89 carries for almost uh, 550 yards too. And then I love the freshman they brought in, James White. Like, he's he's going to be able to get those short-distance carries. This is a good backfield. So – where they're filling in their pieces, they're going to not miss much, you know, at all. I think Kansas State's a, a real contender this year. I mean, that's a great I think, pick. I think the win total is actually eight for K State, not seven and a half. But even still, I like that over big time. Their I think schedule's you're wrong. Just not that I hard. think you're wrong. I think you're actually wrong, Will. You know, oh yeah. We can argue. Uh, well, here, hold up. Let me pull Smitty? it up now. Smitty, we need your deciding vote here. Uh, it's not a vote. It's a live <laughs> fucking thing. So, so, oh, so, so it's eight on BetMGM. It's seven on FanDuel. Or it's seven and a half on FanDuel. All right, eight so on BetMGM. Seven and shop a half around. on Caesars. Seven and a half on points bet. <laughs> but heavy to the over with Kansas State. That's a great pick, Will. Even if it's at eight, I like it. I mean, like, to me, they're a lock for nine and three. Like, I, I just think yeah, we that we know you're not price sensitive. We know. I'm not price sensitive. To, I'm all about you know value stu- here, okay? No, no, I'm just on. arbitraging, you know Tyler. Do you know what a stupid comment that is? Do you know how big seven and a half is? You win the bet if you get to eight. You no, win. I, I eight get it. Four it's also a push a lot at eight. Different than, well, eight and four. Do you know how different eight and four is than nine and fucking three? That is a different season. It's one, you it's get one seven game. And five. Oh, my God. I can't believe you. So t- You know what's funny? Look, is I'm not the professional better. That's fine for this to be sacrilegious <laughs> for you, but it's not for me. I'm you, just your average Joe. Here's the thing, Will, is every year you start off like this. You're all sanctimonious. By December. No, you're you've been, sanctimonious. I'm having I am fun. Sanctimonious. I am sanctimonious. You're just being loose, I should say. I'm being sanctimonious. <laughs> by the end of the year, by December, you've been, you know, beaten into submission by my picks all year that you go, oh, okay, and you're finally sharp. And every year I go, God damn it, you know what's going to suck for next year? Will sharpened up. He's going to be smarter. He's going to be better. And here we go. Every <laughs> every August, you're right. It's like you hit the reset okay, but button. I'm not, like, I'm not saying people shouldn't look for seven and a half. I'm just saying I'd take it at eight, too. That's all I'm saying. I know saying. you would, Will. I know. But you know what? That's why you, we did the Notre Dame over-under. We've got so many bets, but Notre Dame. So do you, over- you wouldn't take it at eight? Is that a bet board? Are you under at eight? No, I'm just saying you got to shop around. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a stupid number comparatively. By the way, can uh, we right, take can we, right. can we take a good can we take a good 45 seconds on Notre Dame real quick? A good 45. Well, aren't we I saving them for the ACC, or do you want to talk yeah, about them? No, I got just 45 seconds. We got a whole bunch to say about all, all right. 40, you got 45. 45. Stopwatch quick begins 45. now. Ryan, Ryan, put it on me. Okay, 45 seconds. Okay, got it. I don't get what the hell everyone's going crazy about. This is the same thing as Texas, except more magnified. 
people think Notre Dame all of a sudden because they get Sam Hartman and uh, apparently he has risen. Like Sam Hartman is like the next guy we can all put the mortgage on and forget about it. We all realize what Wake Forest was the last couple of years, right? We're not talking about some playoff contender. What the hell is going on? Has everyone lost their minds? They're going to be okay to hit their over. They not only have to just sweep every team they're going to compete with naturally because they're Notre Dame. They have to beat Ohio State under their schedule in front of me. Ohio State. They've got who USC. Else? Clemson, USC. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. All right, that's 45. I'm done. They've with got Jesus game. on their side, well, Tyler. It's a, it's a good thing we got him on the bet board, Tyler. It's, it's a good thing we have the bet board here because that Sam will settle Look, all. He's a good quarterback. I've said that, but he's not what everyone's making him out to be. All right, let's get back to Big 12. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad we have it on the bet board. Um, okay, Tyler, you have <laughs> the third up. pick in the draft. Uh, you know what? You know what's going to suck Texas with this? Texas and Kansas <laughs> State are gone. Okay, so we have some over-unders to give today. I know we said we'd come with one. I have three. <laughs> so this is going to be the most contradictory thing I've ever done. But because of the line, because of the market, because of the numbers, I'd be stupid not to take Oklahoma here. They're the clear pick here for, for, for the number three team. But I'm also giving out under nine and a half. Okay, so my pick is under nine and a half. But for, but for the show, I actually think that that I'm going to take this because there's a chance. See, pe- people don't understand why I would do this. Here's why. It's called a distribution graph. Like, look up online on Google, normal distribution. You'll all recognize this from high school algebra, right? Just because you think something's going to happen doesn't mean that not happening is impossible. So... Oklahoma, I think under nine and a half is much more likely. Like we talked about before, right? Ten and two or nine and three. I think nine and three or worse is much more likely for this coaching staff and this team. But given the fact that the Big 12 is so, I think there's a lot of parity in this conference. You take Texas out talent-wise, a lot of parity, very deep. And honestly, I think OU is a team that's going to improve this year based on last year because they can't go down from last year. But I have question marks about Brett Venables. You know, we're going to talk about uh, other coaches who, who have come in and, and, and done well in their first years. Brett Venables, people give him an excuse. They say first year he you know had a lot of players he didn't you know work with the system. It's like, but other first year coaches come in and do a great job. Look at Lincoln Riley. Look at uh, sure. You know, uh, uh, whatever, we'll get to it. But Sonny Dykes. So, Sonny, I mean, exactly. Great point. So National Championship Oklahoma game this first year. This is about the market. They're a better price. I think this is a, the best pick, like mathematically for me. But I'm a seller on OU this year, and I'm going <laughs> to, I think, under nine and a half is the pick. Isn't Interesting. that funny how that works? But, but I'm not going to, the other team might be Texas Tech, who I would go. Texas Tech would be my next Love team. Love Tech. Well, that's who I would take. Otherwise, it would be Tech. But look, Tech is fourteen to one. Oklahoma's like three and a half to one. Right. So, so then, like, this would be idiotic for me to take so Texas Tech over I OU. Actually have, I think I, I would take TCU over Oklahoma. To be honest with you, I know they lose like Max Duggan. They lose everything on offense, right? But like, oh I've seen God. more out of Sunny Dykes. Such a seller me. on TCU. Can can I tell you why? I'm well, not here's saying. The thing. Sonny Dykes, you no, no, you can you can give your TCU break. Are we going to do TCU now? No, no, no. All I'm saying is that drops. like I'm I'm not picking them to win the conference, but I'd give them a better chance than Oklahoma right now. That's the truth. Sonny Dykes has proven it. He came in and inherited a worse situation than what Brett Venables did at Oklahoma and took a team to uh, the playoff. And by the way, the College Football Championship. Yeah, they got blown out by Georgia, but like I I think there's a a, a very good chance TCU is a better team than Oklahoma next year. Okay, okay. If you think there's a good chance, let's make a bet board game right now. I think Oklahoma finishes with at least with more with 
at least as many, if not more, wins than TCU. And if they, maybe we can do it if they tie, it's a push. Hmm. But I'll take OU over TCU this year for sure. I'm not going to make a bet board game out of it just yet, but I'll look into it. But the, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, well, we're doing the Big Twelve Day. It's got to be today. What are you going to like? Let us know in a month? Like, well, I haven't. You got to do it I, today. I have to, <laughs> I have to look and stare at both of their schedules first. So hang on. Let, if let's it, go over it right now. Here, let's go over TCU's schedule. TCU's got an easy schedule, by the way. They open up with Colorado, then they've got Nichols, then they're at Houston, mm, home game. against SMU, home against West Crap. Virginia, at Iowa State, home against BYU. Will, their first seven weeks of the season, they're they're on the road twice at Houston, at Iowa State, then they're at Kansas State by. At Texas Tech, yeah, Texas at home. They get TCU at home. At at home. They make get the TCU. Bet, Will. You're, you're talking all big over here, and I call you out to make a bet on what you just said, and you're all scared? I mean, come uh, on, you just said you would easily take that, and I'm offering you to bet, and you're not taking it. I didn't say easily. I just said I think I'd probably take TCU over Oklahoma. That's the honest truth. And, yeah, like Oklahoma okay. doesn't even return that much. They return, like, seven guys on offense. You know, like, I don't think Dylan Gabriel Look, my whole was thing, the— Will, my whole thing is not pro-Oklahoma, as you know. It's actually anti-TCU. The more I think about it, this team last year, it's like—and I, I will admit, I, I agree with you in a way. It's like, is Sonny Dykes a— I had that, that question. It's like, uh, have you ever seen that office where it's like, is Hillary Swank hot? Have you guys ever seen that one? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that's debate. what I do. Dude, that's what I do with Sonny Dykes when I'm, I'm going, is he a great coach? Like, wait a minute, he wait a minute, be. wait a minute. What's going on with Sonny Dykes here? Is he, like, all of a sudden, like, going to be a good coach? Like, but you look at his past. Hold on, I've got his numbers around here somewhere. He did a good job at SMU. Like, like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to make it a bet board. You're already razzing got, me about, some... about, about being square and making stupid bets, so I'm not just going to fall into yeah. that just yet. But, uh, but I, got some I would, numbers it would here, not right? shock me at all if TCU finished a game or two games better than Oklahoma. I just don't expect Oklahoma to go from 6-7 and seven to 10-2 and two really quickly. Okay, so Sonny Dykes at Louisiana Tech from 2010 to 2012 was 22-15. and 15. Actually, not too bad, right? Then he gets his big break at Cal. Here's what I talked about the Pac-12 earlier, right? When uh, uh, who 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 do we talk about earlier going to the Pac-12 during those years? Remember I don't it was know. Like 14, oh, 15, Sark. Anyway. Sark, right? That was not a great time for the Pac-12. That same time, Sonny Dykes was there, 2013 to 2016 with Cal. Not, not as a head he, coach, though. He wasn't a head yes, coach, was he? Co- yes, he was at, at California before oh, no SMU. Yeah, 19 and 30 at Cal from 2013 to 2016, head coach. Sure. Okay, look it up. This is then he went to SMU, so he gets fired, and then he goes down a level at SMU, and that's where he kind of got back. He went thirty and eighteen. He didn't do great at SMU. As a matter of fact, his best season, what he went ten and three. No, he went ten and three in twenty nineteen. They went to the Boca Raton Bowl. Congratulations! And in twenty twenty one, he went eight and four, and lost in the Fenway Bowl. So look, Will, I understand. Like he's eighty four and sixty five career. He's done a great job at TCU so far, but I always do this. It's the same thing I do with vet, with Venables. It's like, do I want to overreact to one year and like fall into that trap? Maybe he's better than sure. you think. Sonny, so you can't do the same on the other end of the spectrum. It's like, is Sonny well, Dykes fair. really this elite coach? Or And by the way, when you look at luck, there's a lot of places. I don't track luck. I don't have a way to track luck. I don't do luck. I look at external sources like uh, Football Outsiders. There's... Uh, you know, PFF College, they do luck factors. Sure. But we all last, saw how many close year, games they won last year. That's my point. Last year, TCU was a top 10 team in the nation, and every single luck, like, 
individual sure. luck factor rating that you can find out there. So they got a lot of breaks last year. Everything went their way. And Max Duggan is like an, a super underrated quarterback. Yeah, he, I, agreed. I've been saying that since I saw him go. And everyone goes, oh, they're, Heisman they're quarterback, they, Heisman their quarterback this year coming back is their starter last year. Max Duggan was on the bench last year. It's like, why do you think the coaching staff made a change to Max <laughs> right, Duggan? Yeah. Like, that's why, why did Max Duggan take year. over? Yeah. Exactly. That's not a good thing. It's not a positive thing. So I'm selling all my TCU stock this year. But let me say this, Will. The schedule is favorable, so you've got that going for you. But you're, you're not taking the bet, so who cares? No, I'm not um, taking the bet. <laughs> Okay, let's play Would You Rather. So, so, so uh, Sonny Dykes, Ryan, Will, Would You Rather, okay? Little little uh, round here. Uh, would you rather have as your head coach, Sonny Dykes or Brett Venables? Sonny Dykes. Yeah, I'm going Sonny Dykes, man. I am. All we have is what we know, and we don't have enough from Brett Venables right. to know if it's good or bad yet. Agreed. Sonny Dykes or Matt Campbell? Sonny Dykes. Then that hurts me. I, lo- I love you, Matt Campbell. I think I may go Matt Campbell. <laughs> I love this. Okay, picks, the Smitty. genius. Ryan's going with the genius. Uh, would you rather uh, <laughs> get off uh, of Matt Campbell's ass, Tyler? <laughs> Jesus, his number one hater. Like four years Sonny in a row. Sonny <laughs> Dykes or Steve Sarkeesian? Sark. <laughs> Will's thinking I'm about going Sonny Dykes. I think if you put him, wow. in, I think if you flip those programs, things are going very differently. Wow. All right. Sonny Dykes or Mike Gundy? Man, Gundy's proven, but I think he's plateaued. So I'll take Gundy, but okay. I, I think that the upside is higher you. on Sonny. I'll take Gundy you. just because of his hair. <laughs> yeah, because he's one of the most consistent coaches in the fucking no, nation. Sure. Okay. 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 How about this, Tyler? Uh, Son- Sonny Dykes or Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders, get your oh, stupid question out of here. Homer. No one in the right <laughs> mind would take Deion there. Nobody. Me, I get would. Your, get your stupid fucking uh, Yeah, no, Smitty's not here, a homer. Though. Tyler is, but Smitty's yeah. not. All right, uh, next, we got two more, two more. Sonny Dykes or Chris Kleiman? Chris Kleiman. No, are you kidding me? Kleiman every single day of the week, twice yeah. on Sunday. Uh-huh. Ryan's with the two. Sonny Dykes, last one here. Or, Will, you're going to have a tough one with this. Lance Leopold. Um, Sonny Dykes. I mean, I do think that Lance Leipold is the man, but yeah, I'll take Sonny again. He's proven it. All right. Well, there you go. That that's your would you rather? But yeah, that's okay, so, no some of those were tough. I like that. Okay, so yeah. then now we got to get to first of all. By the way, I love that you threw Tech in there because to me they're the biggest sleeper in the Big Twelve. Like they were a dangerous team last year. Dude, here, they bring back a lot of offense. Eleven starters on offense and yeah. tons of contributors. I think Joey McGuire is great legit. On offense, like, dude. Yeah. Hey, give me Joey McGuire versus Sonny Dykes, and I might be taking Joey McGuire in that one too. By the way, so um, yeah, but good tra- na- good transfers too coming in from from uh, Tech. I like both Malik Dunlap coming in from uh, North Carolina State, Tyler Owens kind of coming in from uh, Texas, both in the secondary. Dude, they're going to be good. They like, were like, a look for super tech. dangerous team last year. Like, they had one bad run where they, I think they lost like three out of five or four out of five games at one point during the season. But, like, it's a new head coach. And you look at, like, uh, you look at just how, I mean, they beat Texas. Like, they beat a lot of good teams. I think they beat Oklahoma at the end. Like, uh, to me, that's a dangerous program that is moving only in, in, in the positive direction. So I like them as a, like, what are the odds on them to win the Big 12? What, what does that pay right 14 now? 14 to 1. That's not bad, yeah. man. That's not bad at all for like a flyer bet. Um, okay, but now we got to draft 
who we think is going to finish dead last. Tyler okay, starts. So, so the dead last draft, I have the first overall pick here. I am going to go. Let me find them. I'm going Cincinnati. Mm. Wow. Uh, to me, it came down to Cincinnati or Houston. I think those are, t- are going to be the two worst teams this year, in my opinion. But I actually have some good things to say about Houston. I have a feeling one of my counterparts here might take them, so I'll wait for my breakdown. But Cincinnati, I think it's going to be shocking for fans to see this team and this product. I mean, for two reasons, two big reasons. Now, here's the thing. If, these, if either one of these reasons happen, it can be shocking for a program. If both mm-hmm. of these reasons happen at the same time, it can throw a program off tilt. One, losing a legendary coach. Two, moving to a very good conference from a very average conference. Oh, yeah. This is going to be shocking for Cincy. I truly believe Luke Fickle is a top 10 overall coach in the country. I expect an immediate turnaround at Wisconsin, and I expect an immediate implosion at Cincinnati. I think that they're in for a world of hurt here this first for, 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 uh, first couple of years. The absence of Fickle and the entrance of Scott Satterfield, yep. who, by the way, is 2-11 lifetime against top 25 teams, this can't be understated. Okay, We're talking about a Cincinnati team here that last year, last couple of years, one of the teams to, to exceed expectation more than anyone in college football. Every unit right now on this team is going to be at a, at a deficit. They're going to be behind every other team they face on their schedule, maybe not early on, but in the Big 12 at least, on, on, in the conference right. schedule. So, look, I know Cincinnati's been good for a while, but overall I'm going to take them to a finish last in the uh, Big 12. Okay, yeah, I mean, look, I don't. I think they're going to struggle for sure. The only thing that, that maybe would that, that would keep me, I would they wouldn't have been my first pick um, to be last in the conference. And to me it's because – even though you're right. I mean, going from Fickle to Satterfield is a massive downgrade. Um, they lose a bunch of guys, obviously, to the NFL. You got guys transferring from Cincinnati um, after Fickle leaves. But I think that what you see a lot of times is when a coach has built a program up, like sometimes they go and take on a bigger job. Sometimes they go for the NFL and then someone else takes over. And that first year, it doesn't look so bad. And then things start to fall off. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Cincinnati still be kind of tough because they still have some of that foundation that Luke Fickle, you know, right. laid there as far as being a physically way, tough Will, team. I do have a few things I've found. I, I, my setup over here. Do you see all my notes? I'm shuffling around. It's he's a shuffling around about here. 40 pieces of paper. It looks like yeah, but he's in I the middle a of a, of a really intense murder case. <laughs> when, I, when I said the offense, they brought people back. I was I, I don't know what the fuck I was. They, That's they how many lose, they lost. They lose exactly. They lost right. eight starters on offense. Yeah, I just yeah. want to be clear about this. Since he lost eight starters on offense, and a, a bunch of people transferred. A sure. Bunch of the depth. Desmond Ritter is gone. Yeah. And the, the rankings. Every single offensive unit: O line, receivers, backs, quarterbacks. They're all eleventh or worse in the conference. So yeah, I think this I mean, is a team that's going to get overwhelmed. Now, hold on. You're, who's your second pick? Have you picked yet? Second? My pick, uh, and I think this will be shocker because, again, I think most people would pick them to be better than Cincinnati here, but I think it's going to go off the rails as I think my pick is West Virginia. So I think that oh, Neil, West that Virginia. Neil Brown, it, uh, like I think thing, he's already on, on borrowed time. <laughs> like if he doesn't have a massive year, he's out because he just hasn't done well there. And I think what you could very well see happen is they play week one at Penn State. They could get blown out in that. Then they have to play 
Pitt week three. They, they lose that. If they lose to Texas Tech and then at TCU, if all of a sudden that team is one and four to start, he's getting canned, and then the team is going to go off the rails and be in a bad spot. So I'm taking okay, West I, Virginia. Two things. I, I kind of disagree with your overall analysis. West Virginia has been the classic 500 team right there middle of the road last several years. I don't see much changing. I think they'll win five or six games. And if what you said happens and they start off horribly, fire their coach, a change will be good. It's rejuvenating. You see good, positive things happen in college football with a lot mm-hmm. of coaching. Not all of them, but a lot of coaching changes. There's an, there's true. a rejuvenation. All these players who may not have got a chance before get a chance. Like everyone who it's sort of like a, a reset button. So I disagree on two fronts, Will. I disagree on two counts, Will. <laughs> and I think that's a bad pick, West Virginia. All right, uh, well, Ryan. We'll find out. Ryan, what do you got third? So. This may be controversial, but I'm going to go with the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, no. We <laughs> were, we were rock chalk either? last year, Smitty. Okay. We were, okay. but I think it was a little bit of fool's gold. Wow. So they came out hot. Right? Not a real fan. Five, are they 5-0, and oh, right? Thanks, yeah, they started off hot, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think that they have the athletes to not only stay healthy, but make it through an entire season. And I think that they're going to kind of come back to earth a little bit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I th- like, I thought anything, we were loyal to Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I really did. Do you know what I think no, Kansas I'm is? I'm clear. Well, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Jalen Daniels keeps them in games enough to where it won't be a disaster alone because, again, I'm, I've am i spent a lot of time uh, perfecting, perfecting the Jalen versus Jaden game. Uh, but remember, <laughs> who was the guy that came in when he was hurt? Bean or Beans? Bean. That yeah. guy was legit, Mr. too. Bean. So like, I call him Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. But, I, but I, it, I think it, they're it, dangerous. Totally I think they're too dangerous. It totally changed their offense when Bean was in there. It's true. And yeah. I don't think they made the correct adjustments. I, I don't know. I, I just think Kansas is going to Kansas, and so they're my pick, man. I mean, historically, it's wow. not a bad pick at all. All right, Kansas. There you go. So, uh, well, here's the thing. I think when I see Kansas, I see Lance Leipold being a great Xbox player with a bad team, right? Interesting. So that's what I think is happening here. I I, I think that they're gonna run out like of that, that yeah. eventually. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. run out of that eventually. So oh, I, okay. I, I I don't think that's a bad pick at all, Ryan. I think that's good. I think I think he's gonna run out of steam. He's gonna run out of his play calls. Kansas is gonna fall back and. I, I would have picked Houston as the next team, but I like Houston a little bit. Now, I have a breakdown on Houston and a couple other teams. I've got a few over-unders, but uh, I'm going to go get a drink real quick. I'm going to fill up my water bottle, okay? Yeah, look, I think the Big 12 is actually – I think they're not going to be the best conference. They might be deepest in the middle of the pack, but I actually think they might be the most interesting conference this year, again, because sure. you have the additions of the other teams. This is the last year for Texas and Oklahoma. Can Texas finally win a Big 12 championship before they leave? Um I think you're going to have a lot of really good teams and a lot of super exciting games. So I'm super pumped to watch the Big 12. And now that Tyler ran up to get a glass of water, I think this is going to be an Iowa State sleeper year. Right when, <laughs> right when they lull you to sleep is when, when, when you least expect them is when all of a sudden things start to go good. So don't be surprised, Smitty. Now back to you, Tyler. He's got his headset on. No, no. I didn't studio. hear what you said. <laughs> Intentionally. Um. Don't worry about it. Great. Yeah, I'm back. I'm I got some water. I'm surprised I got some... that... Ice cold water. I'm actually surprised that no, that none of us picked UCF to win. I don't. Uh, I mean, look. I no, think it's too early for them. Too early. Exactly. It's too early. They have to adjust to the Big Twelve. They got plenty of talent in Florida, but I again, I don't put my faith in Gus Malzahn to be consistent across the board enough to 
compete and win enough games to win. I think I certainly expect them to like shock somebody where they get a win where you don't see them to, but or, or where you don't expect them to. But I I also expect them to lose to teams that they shouldn't because that's just kind of what Gus Malzahn does. Really? I feel yeah. like he's got a good track record, man. Mm, I don't no, know. Ryan, think... Ryan, Will's wrong. Will's wrong. Will, I'm anti-Gus. Here's what Will does. Will focuses on a seven-week period in time where he <laughs> lost money betting a team over and over, and he has a lifelong hatred for that team or coach. Fool me once. Fool me once, Tyler. What Will do, this is such stupid narrative-driven bullshit that Will's saying right now. Oh, he doesn't win the big game. Like, what are you talking wait, about? Wait, 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 wait. Find I, plenty I, big games I literally won. just said he wins games where you don't expect him to, but he also loses it. And I'm mm. sorry, he's had that track record basically every single year at Auburn, and he's had that same track record at UCF. He is an underachiever. He he has great games every once in a while, and yeah, he pulls upsets, but he also loses people he shouldn't, and that's just a fact. I'm not making that's not a Narrative. Wait until wait until he gets these Big Twelve recruiting classes year after year. They get Big Twelve money, and they can start paying these players to come in. They have the infrastructure. They're in the hotbed of, of recruiting. I believe it UCF when I see it. Will be a consistent. But look, maybe. But we're talking this year, Tyler. But maybe Malzahn. You're right. You're right. But 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 my point is Malzahn doesn't have the horses right now. He doesn't have the team to sure. compete right now. Like we said with Lance Light, but like. Some of these coaches are, are – are, now, I'm not saying he's going to exceed expectation, but I think Malzahn can get them to a consistent 9-10 to 10 win-ish team, and then they'll hand it off to the next coach, right? So I don't think he's a a top 10, get him there consistently, a lifelong right. coach. He is going to get you from an A- minus to an A. Some other coach is going to bring you from an A to an A+. Plus. So He's got a tough I, schedule, specifically on the road this year, too. At Boise State week two, and then right, all of their exactly. road games are brutal. Kansas State, Kansas maybe not brutal, but a tough game. At Oklahoma, at Cincinnati, at Texas Tech. Like, those are those are tough games. That's tough sledding for UCF in their first year. This year, sure. no. For, in the future, I say heavy yes. And, okay. uh, I say heavy maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're going to be there. <laughs> Will's just always waffling. All right, what, what, well, what breaks I down? Will also, I will say this, though. I think that in general, everyone listening right now, most fans, if you think teams are good, you're probably overestimating how good they are. If you think teams are bad, you're probably overestimating how bad they are. That's what people tend to do when they talk. Even think about any other sport, any other whatever. It's always dramatic. They suck. They're great. It's usually right in the middle. It's never. Yeah, so I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying he sucks. I'm saying he loses games he shouldn't, and he's all like, yeah, last year. They went nine and five, nine wins, but like their losses were not good. Last year, UCF lost to let's see here. They lost to Louisville, uh, Scott Satterfield, who we just ragged on. Uh, they lost at Eastern Carolina. Okay, they, they lost, lost Louisville twenty to fourteen. They yeah, lost but they to still ECU. lost to uh, yeah, Louisville. That was a bad like thirty four thirteen. UCF should win that game. They lost to Duke in their bowl game. They lost like yeah, Tulane's a good team, uh, or, or and they lost to them. After beating them earlier in the season, by the way, they lost to him in the championship game. But like, you know, like again, he every year you could look at his his entire resume at Auburn and at UCF. I'm telling you, every single year there's losses on there that you can't excuse. I understand, and I get it. Like, look, lifetime, he is seventy and seventy against the spread. Okay, Agreed. so here's what happens: is I, you know what, will like 
there, there, there's some of what you're saying where I agree with. He's because properly 70 rated. And 70, you're not making money. He is. He's very much on the nose. But what that means is you're being biased because what you're saying is he. If I, if someone just listened to what you had to say, they would probably think he was negative against the spread. If right. they hear, heard what I had to say, maybe the, they, they would think he was positive. I'm not spread. even so talking maybe, about the spread. I just mean, like, is he going to be but a, that's what is he gonna build a program? No, I know, but you're talking about he's going to build a program that is going to be, like, competing for championships in the Big 12, and I'm saying I don't think that he's ever going to win a Big 12 championship at UCF because I don't, well, I th- I think, I don't think, think gonna, he can ever be consistent enough to do that. And, and, and you know what? I, I believe he can be. I think he's going to get a team there. Look, overall, look, we talked against the spread. Yeah. And that's 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 I think that's actually not a bad mark at all. 70 50-50 is like normal. That's average. That's market's that's got them wrong. pegged. All that means is they haven't pegged. Overall lifetime like okay, let, let's do this. Uh let, let's do some quick math here. So he he's coached 100 and about a, a roughly 140-ish games, okay? 142-ish games. Mm-hmm. How many wins do you think he has? Out of 142. I I think he's probably got a good record. I'd say like 85 to 90. He's got he's ninety five and forty seven. Okay, Damn. like yeah, it's a great record. Win, right, right, exactly. He wins games. He like he's eighteen and nine at UCF when he has better players, which he'll get. When the conference is weaker, which it will be, I think they'll be there. So I think I'm buying stock on UCF. Like I said, I disagree. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I got all right. Fair so enough. let's go Houston. I, I I thought Houston was, and I've got a few things here. Their over under is four and a half. I'm giving this out as a bet. I'm taking over. Four and a half on Houston, and there's a reason I didn't pick that for my, la- for my last team, and I, I I thought one of you guys would. Like, I figured one of you guys would take Houston. It's the great Dana Holgerson question, right? <laughs> I think he's actually a good coach. You can't be in football for as long as he's been in football and be a bad coach. I think he's smart. He gets it. He adapts. I mean, look at what he did in 2012, 13, with West Virginia. He was running offenses we didn't see for five, six years. So I like his adaptive nature. I think he's a good coach. His players love him. And the question is, how are they going to deal with the jump to the Big 12? Now, you know what's funny? We have an exact apples-to-apples scenario of this back in 2012. Holgerson, head coach, West Virginia, went from the Big East to the Big 12. Now, Holgerson's last year at West Virginia in the Big East, they went 10-3. and three. They were dominating. You know, he was winning at ease like he was the last couple of years in the AAC. But now in the Big 12, the question mark is how will he do? Back in 2012 when they transferred, first year, 7-6, and six, not bad. Second year, 4-8. and eight. So he took a while to get going in a new conference, new team. You have to recruit new players. It's the same thing with UCF, right? You're going to take a while to build up. With all these new teams in the conference, I think Houston will run into a bit of a barrier there. But I kind of like this team because they were 8-5 and five last year. Not great, but they bring back enough pieces. And I think that their, their transfers are going to be a big deal. They brought in guys. It's kind of like the NFL Bill Belichick system. You bring in these good young, hungry players from programs who maybe didn't get a lot of exposure, like uh, A.J. Halsey from New Mexico, right? The the, the free safety. He's going to be, I think, all over the field for Houston. He's going to add to that defense, which needs help It's safety. Already, by the way, on a defense, it's going to bring seven starters back. It's like you start looking at this team, everything coming in. They're not going to be that bad on the offensive line. Linebackers, are they really going to only go 4-8 and eight this year? I don't see it. 
Donovan Smith, by the way, comes in at quarterback, transfer from Texas Tech, where last year at Tech, 64% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like, he can play. This is going to be an offense that I think is going to surprise some people, and I expect them to be better this season. Now, look, I'm not calling for them to, to make a bowl game, win seven or eight. Their over-under is four and a half, and I, I'm taking the over here. I think Houston's okay. going to be able to surprise, surprise some people with four and a half. So Houston will go over the four and a half. So, so far, I've given out OU under the nine and a half. Big game right, right out of the shoot for Houston against UTSA. That's a big game. Huge game, exactly. And I've, I'm going Houston over the four and a half. Okay, I have one more over-under. Should I give it, Will, right now? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to go... Give me the team, and I want to guess which way you're going. You're going to know. Oklahoma State. Well, you're Under. definitely going over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going over. Do you want to guess what... Well, here's the thing. you got to shop around. You can get it at Caesars right now at 6. Okay, Caesars over 6, minus 130. It's 6.5 at FanDuel, BetMGM, and DraftKings. So you got to go Caesars here. You can still find it. So I'm going to give it a six for the show, minus one thirty. Um, here's the thing about Oklahoma State: no one seems to give this program any goddamn credit. And I, I, I honestly, doesn't aggravate me because I'm a Mike Gundy fan or Oklahoma State fan. It, it, it's been beneficial for me, but I feel like they should get a lot more credit than they do. You go back and look, and it's the same thing as I did with the recruiting earlier, or with uh, what was it? Uh, Steve Sarkeesh, or whoever I was talking about earlier, going back every year. Yeah, it was yeah. recruiting at Texas. How, like, every year it's like, holy shit, holy shit. Holy. That's what I did here with Oklahoma State. I kept going back. They Did you guys know, going back 15 seasons, okay? And Mike Gundy's been there for, what? Long time. Long, longer than that. You go back 15 years, though, okay? Oklahoma State has finished outside the top three in the Big 12 three times. 2014, they finished 7th. 2018, they finished 7th. Last year, they finished 5th. Okay, so this would be the first time in Cowboys football since 2006. They, they have a back-to-back year where they're worse than 3rd in the mm-hmm. Big 12. Okay, so now I'm not calling for them to be top 3. They probably will hit that mark this year. Okay, but I see a coach and a coaching staff who is so consistent they know what they do well, and is more, you know more importantly, they know what they don't do well. Every week, it's a different game plan. They can surprise the best teams. They can look average against the worst teams. But overall, in a season, I trust this team to make the bowl game, get to that ultimate goal. Over six at one thirty to me is such a good price right now. You know, preseason, given everything in the middle of the conference, all these good teams. You even look at BYU, the new additions. Everyone. Right. I think Oklahoma State six wins is a good bet at minus one thirty. And here's the thing. I know there's some questions. Alan Bowman comes in, the Michigan transfer quarterback. Okay. I know there's some questions at quarterback. I understand there's also questions who's gonna catch the ball. A lot of players left last year. Who's gonna do the head good receivers? And their offensive line, I mean, let's be honest, they're not great, right? Like we're not no one's saying they even have a top like six offensive line in, in the conference. Right. But but they have two things working for them. One, one of the best coaching staffs in the conference. And two, pretty favorable schedule. I mean, they've got Central Very favorable. Arkansas, at Arizona State, South Alabama, that's non-conference. They get BYU, Cincy, Kansas, all at home. And their last road game of the year. Let's talk about this for, for They get Kansas State seconds. at home, too, which is a big one. Big one at home. 
and their last road game of the year is at Houston. Now, let's, let's quickly pause on this. little nugget I found this offseason doing homework. Mike Gundy, his last road game of the year in his career, he's great. Last 10 years, he's 7-3 and three against the spread. He's even better lifetime. And here's what I think it is. There's some stats that are anomalies, right? Sometimes you have 10 flips of the coin. You're going to flip seven heads, right? So you go, is there significance to this? Is there a reason why Mike Gundy, in the last road game of the season, his teams will perform above expectation? I think yes. I think he's that kind of coach who gets through to his team that by December, he's got them, they've got him, they love each other. They're going to go all out, last road game, last road trip. Guys, give me your all right here. I think there's a reason for it. And they go on the road to Houston, who even though I just gave the over four and a half, that's not a great team, right? So right. I think that they're going to cover the, the the four and a half by then, and Oklahoma State's going to maybe, you know, be 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 either on the cusp, maybe above. But I like the over six at one thirty for the Cowboys. Now, here's the thing: defensively, obviously, last couple of years that's been the issue. They give up yards, they give up points, and I'll admit it's been a problem. But they've done enough. It almost is like they've forgotten the offense and short up the defense, like. Their defensive line, Phil Steele's got them like fifth overall. Their their cornerbacks aren't going to be too bad at all. And, and and I think that you know you look at what they've done in the offseason here. Gundy talking about defensive oriented all this stuff. It's not they're not going to be a great defense, but they've been focusing on it. And I think to me that's a good sign. The coaching staff gets it. They're not just going to throw the ball fifty times and win. That, that it's the intelligence of saying we know what we are, but we know what we're not. So I think Oklahoma State over six and a half is a good play. I don't hate that pick at all, and to me, it actually isn't so much like Excuse that. Me, I'm six. buying not six and a half, six, one thirty, six. not six and a half. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. six and a half. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's a bad pick, but it, to me, it's not about like buying Oklahoma State. It's that like you said it, man. Their schedule was great. Like I think they'll be favored in all five of their road games, which is huge. None of their road games are really that uh, that tough. They get Kansas State at home, Kansas at home, Oklahoma at home, BYU at home. Like they don't play Texas. Uh, like th- they avoid a lot of, of tougher teams, even though historically, by the way, they've been very good against Texas. So, but even still, like that's one less, you know, tougher game on their schedule. And so um, I don't think that they're, I don't expect a lot out of them. In fact, I think like the program, like, yeah, you're right. Mike Gunny never gets his respect. But to me, like I see it, that's, uh, I feel like the last four or five years, he's maybe been a little more in decline. Like I said earlier about him kind of plateauing. Like I don't really see him, being able four to turn or five that. years, really, Will? Okay, let's go back four or five years. No, 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 no. Let's go back four or five years, I got it. Will. Seven and Last six, year. eight and five, eight and three, 12 Whoa, and two. You, Very good. And then seven and six. The- you're missing the 12 and 2 season last no, year. No, I just said you're 12 and 2. You're missing the 8 and 3 season from. Wait, what's wrong with 8 and 3? I'm not saying that that's that's wrong. I'm, not, again, wrong I'm, with, I'm not calling him a bad eight coach. And five when your starting quarterback gets hurt the first week of the season. Eight I'm, and five. I, are we celebrating eight and five now? Like uh, that's when not you're... that's not great. <laughs> All I'm saying is you look at him lifetime and he doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's someone yes who lifetime. Always, who, who but look at the years before that tower. About... He had three three ten win seasons in a row before 2018, and then he went. Seven and six, eight and five, eight and three, and then yeah, you got twelve and two in twenty twenty one. Back Big to seven and six. Has, They're in the decline. Big Twelve has always been the kind of program where the middle beats each other up, and they've never Agreed. been towards the top. I'm not saying that, but my stat earlier rings true. Last fifteen years, they've finished outside the top three, three times. 
2014. No, I I agree. What was it? But, 17. And last year, like 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 this is so. They're always right there in conference, so it's all relative. Like I don't think we sure. just look at wins and say that means good season, that means bad season. We have to look at everyone else in the Big Twelve. What did they do? What was going on during those seasons for them? Because again, I think my stat, top three, twelve out of fifteen years, is more important than total wins last five or whatever years combined. That to me is more important. Yeah. And so that's fair. It's the same thing like as Dan I, Holgerson, right? Like, like I'll take the coach and the, and the experience over the hype and the new players. I think that that I don't even I wouldn't even compare Holgerson and, and Gundy. I think Gundy's a far better coach. No, for sure. But, but it was you know what I mean. Like, but you've yes. been there, you know football. Yeah, you know. I mean, again, like I'm not even trying to bash Mike Gundy here, but like I don't think it's one of the best coaching staffs in the country. I think he's a good coach. Like he's done a fantastic job. Like it's hard to be at a program that long and win that much, but I don't. I, I to me again, like I just see the program is like kind of plateaued. I don't. I, I don't see a lot of of upside years where like that twelve and two year was a big deal and like they were close to even getting the playoff that year. But I don't think there's going to be many of those remaining. But you know, again, I'm not even trying to like bash on him here. All right. Well, those are my over unders. Do you guys have any over unders, Ryan? Will do you guys have anything you like? Smitty, you got one. Um, no, I'm, I'm well, good. Well, hang on, Ryan, Ryan, got, real, uh, quick, real quick. I, I will give Ryan one that we talked about uh, before the show. Let's see what Texas Tech is doing, Ryan. Let's see what they're looking like. My, mine is still K-State, by the way. Uh, obviously, if you can get it at, at uh, seven and a half, much better. But at eight, I'm still taking Kansas State over. So Will's yeah, going over I mean, K-State. Ryan, Ryan, Texas Tech right now, seven on Caesars, seven and a half on FanDuel and uh, BetMGM. I would take the over. I don't think that they win more than eight. I would put it at. Yeah. So, but take the over. You got to take the over, right? You got to put it out there for the well, fans, yeah, right? I'll, I'll take the over. They do All get Ryan's a tough, so pretty, Ryan's pretty got tough over non-conference. Oregon at home, uh, week two will be will be a tough one, but otherwise, you know, fairly favorable schedule. But right, again, Big Twelve is tough. Before we leave, do we have? Do you guys have any other uh, team breakdowns, or are we good with the team breakdowns? No, we're good. Okay, before we leave, I have one more thing to add. Okay. We wanted to have a unique show, right? We want to have something a little different. The, the draft, the breakdowns. I've got an emoji for every team in the Big 12. <laughs> this, I think, represents either the team, the coach. I want to see what you guys think of my emojis for every team in the Big, in the Big 12. So uh, let's just go. Should we go random order? Should we go top to bottom, like like rankings? What should we do, Will? Should we go random? Yeah. Go, go, go random. Go wanna, whatever your heart do you desires. Call, do you want to call, call teams out? Go whatever yes. your heart desires? Okay. Yes, let's, that's exactly what I want to do. I will call teams out, and I will give you the emoji for the teams that you call out. Let, let me take a quick okay, uh, sip real quick. Quick sip. Quick sip. Very quick, because here we go. First team, the Houston Cougars. Oh, my God. Okay. Houston, I have the Caterpillar. Mm. I have a Caterpillar for Houston. Okay. Now, Will, tell the audience. You, you texted me earlier what you'd have for them. Tell the audience what you'd have for Houston. Uh, it was a poop emoji. Yes, the, the, the shit emoji. That's what Will would have for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Will put for them. So here's why the caterpillar. You think honestly, they're Will, turning into a butterfly, don't you? Potentially, just like UCF. <laughs> they're in the hotbed. They're in Houston, in Texas, if. And I'm not, this is not a Dana Hol, uh, D, uh, Holgerson thing, right? This is a Houston emoji, okay? If they can get rid of Holgerson, hire a new, young, good head coach who can take them to that level, recruit, 
I don't see why not. In the next five, ten years, they can be a powerhouse. In Agreed, the Big but I just don't I see it with with Holgerson. I, in fact, I think they're more aptly oh, no, a we, we caterpillar because you could feed it to a horn well, frog. Here's the, here's the, here's that's the thing too. Here is the other part of the caterpillar is they could easily get like eaten by a bird. Exactly. So that's why Houston's a caterpillar, not just the butterfly thing. It's sure. a fi- it's it's They're not vulnerable. even 50-50. It's like 75-25. They're getting eaten. They're very vulnerable. By like some hungry, you know, a, pigeon out a there. A horned frog. So we go to TCU. What's frog. their emoji? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cross off Houston so we can keep track here. TCU's emoji is the puzzle piece. Okay, we're going the puzzle piece. Here's why. Because they're only going to be a piece of what they were last season. You may have thought it was a missing piece. That's bullshit. They're only going to be a piece of what they were last year. Max Duggan, gone. Top three rushers, gone. Top three wide receivers, gone. And it seemed like 50-50, every 50-50 event went their way. So, yeah, TCU is a piece, puzzle piece, of what they were last season. Cincinnati, Bearcats. Okay, Cincy, the cry... The crying emoji. Well, because what oh. I said earlier, we don't have to shit on him anymore. Look, the fan base is going to be in for a big surprise, okay? Luke Fickle's gone. Dad's gone, okay? Everything's going to go to shit. Okay. Cincinnati. BYU. We'll, we'll stick with some new people. BYU. Okay, this is a good one. This is... Will, you have an Android, right? Praying emoji. Uh, no, 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 no. You have an Android, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, I don't know if you have this one. Maybe you can let me know. So this is on the iPhone. I, I, I do. It's, it's not like yours. my phone is Maybe from is. Like, like the 80s. It has emojis. Well, but I, don't, I think there's some that's on Apple that's not on yours, right? And there's okay, some that's on right. yours that's not on mine. It's the cheese under the box emoji trap. Yeah, the like trap. Like the trap. Mouse yeah, trap. the trap. Okay. Here's why BYU is the cheese under the trap. It's because they're going to be a trap this year, okay? BYU is going to be a tough out for every team they play. Week in, week out. They're not going to contend for a title, right? But they're going to give every team contending for a title a good run. So they're going to be tough. We didn't talk about them a lot today. What do you think about them, Will, like, like in general? And do you think, think my emoji fits them well? They've done well in the last few years when they've played Big 12 teams, but I think going straight to a Big 12 schedule day in and day out, like again, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to be a, a team that's going to take some people down uh, when you don't expect them to because they're a tough team, but I think it's going to be exactly. a, a tough go for them it's this year. It's a trap I don't, every week. I don't see them winning a lot of games. Um, Come on, that cheese trap. No one sends that. Kansas. That more. It's a good one. Kansas. Shout out Kansas. Rock <laughs> Chalk Jayhawk. Okay. The Kansas emoji is the blue circle. <laughs> Okay, now this is deep. This goes way deep. This is not easy. You may think I'm, I'm being lazy here. This is actually like a Andy Warhol deep. Okay, it's very here, meta. Here's why. Oh, bro, it's so meta. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, you know they're blue, so that sure. works. You know, just on, on the surface, okay? they're blue. But the song "Blue" that came out in 1998 by oh Eiffel 65 was a one-hit wonder. And I believe last year, Kansas in the Big 12 was a one-hit wonder. How dare so you? So we're going to go this blue circle. This is a Lance podcast. How we're dare going, you? <laughs> <laughs> we're going blue circle because blue, the song blue, Eiffel 65, one-hit wonder, Kansas was the one-hit wonder last year. Do you, do you get a tie around, Will? Does that make and sense? And everything was blue for him. No, I get it. Um, okay. West Virginia. Okay. 
West Virginia is the vanilla ice cream cone. You want to know why? It's just basic and boring. The vanilla ice cream. Yes, because they're vanilla. They're boring. They suck. They went 5-7 and seven last year, 6-7 and seven year before that. Now, Will had a bad pick. They're not going to lose the conference. That was stupid. But they're going to win, you know, mm. get four or five games again this year. I so, so, I don't know. <laughs> Ryan likes it. Ryan, Ryan's on to Will. Okay, Ryan's Yeah, I like favorite. it. I, I, I don't hate the pick. Okay. Uh, but Thanks, I personally Smitty. don't see Neil Brown taking the team to the next level, especially with, you know. Okay. Uh, let's Penn, go for Penn State. They got Penn on the Let's head, head towards the top. What do we got for the old uh, Oklahoma Sooner? Sooner Schooner. Okay. Oklahoma's emoji is a roller coaster because it's going to be an up and down season. They're going to have big wins. Mm. They're going to have ugly losses. Roller coaster. And Dylan Gabriel is not uh, tall enough to ride. Um, Kansas State. <laughs> That's kind of funny, Will. <laughs> I like that. Kansas, Kansas I mean, State, I, the Wildcats. I'm, sacri- I'm not sacrificing my stand-up time for you, but that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, KSU. Ooh, this is a good one. I like this one. Stonehenge. Okay, there's Stonehenge. A stone, I, I, there's, I've seen the one with like the heads, like the, the Easter Island heads. There's a Stonehenge emoji. Maybe you're on something. Maybe there's one I don't have because I'm Android. Wait, maybe that is the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's, those are the Easter Island statues. Very different. The big faces, the big stone faces. Yeah, that's not Stonehenge, buddy. Sorry. So f- fill me in. Fill me in. What are those? They're, I mean, it's similar. They're big giant monoliths that no one really knows how old they are or who built them. But they're on the Easter Islands, like you know, five thousand miles away on the near perfect. the South Pole. It's perfect. Okay, okay. That actually works well. So whatever Will said, we're doing that. Here's why. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Will's so much smarter than me. It's crazy. <laughs> it's because first of all, that, Will, you said they're mysterious, TV. right? You said they're mysterious. They are mysterious. Right? Dude, Kansas State is mysterious. Like, mm. no one knows what the hell Kansas State's going to be. It's and so they're mysterious. tough as stone. Second of all, very tough, like stone, like Will said. Love tough. it. And third, impossible to move. Let me mm. tell you something about Kansas State's offensive line this year. We're looking at one of the best offensive lines in the, in the conference. Will, you know, that's why I like your pick a lot. Offensive lines can make or break a coach, right? You can you you can look preseason and say they're going to be good, bad, good, bad based on O line. If we know who the O line is going to be, this offensive line is going to be, I believe, by the end of the year, advanced stats, everything advanced when we're looking at standard downline yards, power success rate, right, conversion rate. I think Kansas State's going to be top three in everything Big Twelve. I love your pick for them to win the conference. That's why Easter Island, aka Stonehenge or whatever you want to say, is their emoji. Well, not AKA. They're very separate things. But um, <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> Baylor is next. The Bears. Okay. Ooh, this one's also good. You're going my meta ones here. This is so good. I feel like a hippie. This is so meta, bro. So meta. Okay. So. Is it just the bear Baylor. emoji? <laughs> oh, shut your, shut your twat. Okay. Bear is the, or Baylor is the race car. Now, you may say, why the hell is Baylor a race car? None of you are going to get it. That's why it's crazy, right? That's why it's good. Okay, here's why. Here's why. Dave Aranda is slowly challenging James Franklin for the most aerodynamic head coach in college football. For years, I've said James Franklin, <laughs> James Franklin, Very give him the title, right? It's like the Big Twi- the Big Ten. No one can compete with James Franklin, the most aerodynamic head coach. Dude, 
Iran is getting there. Like he, he doesn't can, even have glasses. He's more aerodynamic. That's my point. We have a conversation finally. So that's number one, why he's the race car. Also, and this is even more meta, okay? Will, let me ask you a question. What is race car spelled backwards? Race car. Exactly. Guess what their fucking record's going to be this year? The same spelled forwards and backwards <laughs> might drop. They're going six and six. Okay, that was my little thing there. Um, I, I think you could have done the... The Easter Island statue for Baylor as well, because I actually think that Dave Aranda kind of looks like one of those. Um, uh, next you up, done a bowling ball too, because his head <laughs> looks like a bowling line. Yes, next up is Texas Tech. Uh, let's see, Tech we have. Ooh, this is good. The horse. The Raiders. We have the horse. You know why? Hmm. Because when you type in horse, guess what comes up? It's a very very dark brown horse and texas tech is the dark horse of the big 12 uh-huh, it's a literal it's a literal emoji you oh, type okay. it love it's it. a literal they are the dark, dark horse. horse for texas tech brilliant okay um oklahoma state the cowboys this is the, this is the satellite emoji stock down emoji no shut your twat it's the satellite <laughs> emoji why because satellites orbit earth okay Satellites are constantly orbiting Earth. Well, guess what? Mike Gundy has been around once or twice. Okay? Like I said earlier, 17th season. We don't have to repeat that stuff. Couple orbits. He's a satellite. Been around around Oklahoma State. Okay. We got Um, two more teams. Two more. Iowa State and UCF. UCF. Oh, and Texas. And Texas. Yep, UCF. UCF. Okay. As I said earlier, I believe in the future of UCF. This is the plane taking off emoji. Okay. Because remember, there's three. Okay. There's a plane taking off, a plane in the air, a plane landing. This is the plane taking off emoji. This year, they're on nah, the come up. Bu- buckle your seatbelts. You can't have your iPad going yet. You got to have your tray table up. But eventually, they'll be there. There plane is another option for the plane. I just want to say it's a crash. I'm not calling them that yet, but maybe one day. Um, <laughs> Iowa that's State. Not, that's not wrong. Iowa State, the gold medal. Wait, what? What? A gold medal? This is going to be a dig at Matt Campbell. No, that's for it. Yeah, that's for me. That's for <laughs> The gold medal's for me because I was right about the once genius Matt Campbell, who, by the way, was what? what four and eight last year. What a fucking loser. Four and eight last year with a great <laughs> Dude, offensive line. Of it, man. What no. a great offensive line. Oh, yeah. Let's all hire him to the Jets eight years ago. Matt Campbell, the gold medal for Iowa State because I was right. He backed in. Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. So he, give him credit. He, he uh, backed in into Tyler's car one time. You got to give him credit. Um, number one, last but not least, the Texas Longhorns. Oh, okay. I, I'm glad uterus. you saved them for last. <laughs> Texas is the beach with the umbrella. Do you know why? Mm, you may nope. think this is a good thing. It's not. Most people associate beach They've umbrella, had it easy for so long. vacation. Good. Here's why. First of all, because they'll be at the beach during the playoffs. Okay, that's the first thing. They'll be at the beach while every other good team's playing in the playoffs. And second of all, it's because the beach is so overrated. You get sand everywhere. You, you know what? You try and have a good time on, at the fucking beach. All of a sudden, you're a human sugar cookie for the next two weeks. You can't shower <laughs> it out all your goddamn crevices ever. I don't like we're the not, beach. It's overrated. We're not going to rehash this argument, but you're insane. <laughs> and so that's why Texas, Texas is going to be overrated this year. That's why they're the beach with the umbrella. Okay. And they'll win the Big 12. And that does it for, <laughs> that does it for the emotion. Give me a point. Now, 
Now, uh, Ryan, ding, ding, he had a point. Now, hold on. <laughs> do you guys like that segment? Do you not like that? Should I do this for every Power Five? Have my emojis for every team? So just to wrap the show up. Just to wrap the show up. How about, uh, how about instead, uh, then, like, next time Smitty does it and then I do it. Something like that. We each yes, have our own take. Yes, let's do that. You guys take your turns. Okay, boom, perfect. Love okay. it. Okay, everyone okay. make sure you follow but, well, us hold on. on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before they follow us, yeah? you have an Android. You have yes. to look up online Apple emojis because uh, your phone I know is, which ones, is like from the I know the which Stone ones Age. we all have, so I'll stick to those ones. Mm-hmm. Sure, Mr. Mr. Green. I had the there. Easter Island one, by the way. You just <laughs> okay, you just said Stonehenge, and I was confused because it's not Stonehenge. Send your green text um, messages over there, Will. Okay. Follow I'm us. I'm not going to lie. That was news to me as well. So. Follow us on X, formerly Twitter. We'll be sending lots of Xs on the X app, and it's all very cool, and no one cares at all. Um, at we CFB, are now triple X. We're now at triple CFB X underscore pod, uh, silliest rebrand in all time. Let's not discuss it. But follow us on what used to be Twitter. It is now called X, CFB underscore pod. We'll see you guys next week. We're breaking down the SEC. It's going to be huge. Can't wait. College football is close. We'll see you in a week.